This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.02 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, specifically Aurora weather. It is Friday. Wake it up. You have made it to the end of the week. We've all made it. We have the uh, headlines that you need, the temperatures that you need as well. We'll talk about what we can expect weather-wise um, or going through the weekend as well. We also have a great interview for you guys at 8.30 a.m. We have our dear friend Erica Garcia of Suicide Prevention Services coming in to tell us about the work that the organization does, its mission, and how we can all help them uh, achieve their goals as well to stop suicide in young adults. So, um, first of all, before we get into this weather, before we, before we do all that, how are you feeling? How do you feel going into the weekend? Ask yourself that question. Are you ready, motivated, or are you reluctant, perhaps shy? However you feel today, be the best of yourself that you can be. The whole world needs you. Let's talk about these temperatures, though. So as you can see, uh, mostly dry and pleasant autumn weather. That sounds good. Uh, considering all the weather that we have had recently, this is going to make us feel very special. Today, we got a daytime high of 59 degrees, a daytime low of uh, 54 degrees. The breeziness continues. It'll be another breezy day. Past three days have been like that. Uh, now, as we go into this evening, as you can see right here tonight, 43 degrees will be the nighttime high with a nighttime low of 36 degrees. The potential for rain exists beginning in the daytime here today and also going into the night. Um, sprinkles or light showers, either or. Going into tomorrow, 59 degrees for the daytime high, daytime low of 53 degrees as we go into Saturday night. 39 degrees is the nighttime high. That is chilly. But as we go into Sunday, we can expect a much warmer day, 60 degrees, partly cloudy, partly sunny. Then we go into Sunday night, breeziness continues, 51 degrees is the nighttime high with the nighttime low of 45 for Sunday night. Now, as we can see here, as we go into the next week, what can we expect? Well, 
coming off of Sunday and into Monday, the breeziness continues from Sunday night until the Monday morning, but temperature is much higher, 68 degrees at the daytime high on Monday of next week, projected at the moment, 63 degrees is the low for Monday next week. Monday night next week, 46 degrees is the nighttime high, 40 degrees is the nighttime low, and going into Tuesday of next week, daytime high, 59 degrees. This weather comes from the National Weather Service of Chicago, delivered to you here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Let's recap once again. Today, 59 degrees, daytime high, 43 degrees for the nighttime high. Saturday, 59. Thursday, or excuse me, Saturday night, 39 degrees, going into Sunday morning, 60 degrees on Sunday, and then Sunday night, 51, starting off Monday next week, as we can see here, with 68 degree temperatures. So... That is your weather report here on Good Morning Aurora. Now, it's First Friday, and you guys know there's a whole lot going on in the city on First Fridays. Uh, Lots of events, arts, crafts, and a whole lot more. So we're going to talk about some of the important headlines that we got coming up as well, First Friday news. But before we get into that, very important health information for you guys right here. So um, we want to share this information uh, with all the locations that are participating how you can get involved, and that contact information as well. Friend of the show, State Senator uh, Karina Villa presents this information. If you need any assistance with this, you can definitely contact her office, 331-465-9690. But this is an urgent message. Enrollment for immigrant health coverage for seniors closes on November 6th. That is next week, okay? If you're 64 or older and believe you may qualify for health coverage regardless of your immigration status, you are encouraged to apply now with the contact information that's below. Now, I'm going to detail some of the locations that we have here as well so that you guys can get connected on the local level. First, Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry is a location where you can be helped out at. Our dear friend Jesse Pedraza is there. Her email address is here as well as on the flyer. We will share this information um, as well on our page. 331-300-2215 is the number. Family Focus Aurora, 630-256-7010. 630-256-7013. Two numbers for you to call for our friends at Family Focus. Family Focus is located at 552nd Avenue here on Aurora's east side. Moving on, Community Health Partnership of Illinois. Their number, 773-458-4459. Next, the VNA Healthcare Benefit Hotline. 630-688-1002. Karina Suarez-Darton at vnahealth.com, hostess of Buenos Dias Aurora. You get it? Right? Oh, the host. Uh, next up, the Incorporated Board of the Mental Health Alliance, 630-892-5456 is their number. Now, next up, we have the DuPage Health Coalition. Great organization doing great things in the community. 630-510-8720, extension 215 is the number that you need to call. Despertar Latino, 630-965-1694 is the number to call. Next up, Casa Michoacan DuPage, 630-399-8844 is the number for you to call. Access DuPage is next. Access DuPage um, doesn't have a phone number, but they do have two email addresses that you can see right here. You can definitely get in contact with those folks at Access DuPage. Loaves and Fishes, 630-355-3663 is the number for you to call for Loaves and Fishes. And State Representative Mara Hershower's office, 331-465-9661. If you are just tuning in, good morning to all of you great people. The time is 8.09 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Next up, GATA training. What does GATA stand for? Is that an acronym? It is. GATA stands for Grant Accountability and Transparency Act. So... This is going to be November 14th at the Aurora Public Library's downtown Santori Branch location, 101 South River Street in downtown, across the street from Society 57. Two sessions on that particular day. The first will be in English from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. The second in Spanish 
will be from noon to 1 p.m. Registration is required for this great event. You can go to the Facebook page of State Representative Barbara Hernandez for the link to apply. We'll also be posting this on our Facebook page and social media as well. The ICJIA offers in-depth training for community-based agencies to navigate and excel in the grant application process. This information will also be shared in Spanish on our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora. All right, next up, Coffee and Connections. Our friends of the Aurora area, wait, no, scratch that. Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. They have a networking event called Coffee and Connections. Network building with business professionals throughout the Aurora region. Connect, grow, and influence. The next one's going to be next week, uh, November 8th, which is a Wednesday, and it'll be from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 1015 South Lake Street. Free for members and non-members. Uh, sponsored by Serve Pro. You should definitely consider becoming a member of the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. Many perks and benefits, as well as great ways to help you grow your business. Once again, this is Coffee and Connections, Wednesday, November 8th. I would like to see a lot of you guys out there. Aisha Saxon, good morning. Tracy Duran, Daniel Calderon. You know what it is. All right, moving on. Moving on. Now, special announcement here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Veterans Day is next week on Saturday. But on Friday, there will be no Good Morning Aurora. City Hall will be closed for the day, uh, observing the holiday. And as a result, there will be no Good Morning Aurora here live in studio. But I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, you will see us at the Veterans Day Parade and Ceremony. We'll do a little bit of video capturing, take some photos, and uh, see what we can see to showcase and highlight those who served here in the city of Aurora. The event looks to be a, uh, a great one. We're going to have the parade and ceremony downtown. The main stage will be at the GAR Museum, located at 23 East Downer Place. The curator of the GAR Museum is a personal friend. His name is Eric Pry. That's his name. Good morning, Eric Pry. Um, Saturday, November 11th is the date. 10.15 a.m. is the time. Please show up early. Line the streets. You got to get there early to get a good spot. The Veterans Day Parade and Ceremony, once more, will be taking place Saturday, November 11th, 10.15 a.m., serving our country, serving our community. All right. As I told you, today is First Friday. There is a fantastic event taking place um, here in downtown Aurora. It's the Dia de los Muertos Fashion Show de Catrinas. Um, this is presented by many great organizations. Just a few I'll list off here. Sisters Party Decor, their friends. Um, who else? Aurora Public Library, Raquel Orta, Rachel's Decorations gets the shout out. Definitely Capelli Academy of Cosmetology. This one's kind of blurry and it's in black and white. DJ Omarin, all of our friends are going to be there. And uh, the hostess of Buenos Dias Aurora on Thursdays, Karina Suarez-Darden, will be participating and taking part as well. That is tonight at the Aurora Public Library's branch, Santori, downtown, right there on River and Benton Street. Um, the event starts at 6 p.m., so be there, be square. The time right now is 8.13 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right. And the next piece of news that we have for you guys here is the Senior Clothing Drive. This is important. Our friends of the Neighbor Project in conjunction with Everlasting Word Church, are putting together this clothing drive to gather items that we can de deliver and give to the seniors in our community, in our city. So there's, as you can see here, there's a lot of items that are needed. Everything from hats, gloves, socks, um, long sleeve t-shirts, sweaters, anything that can help keep folks warm uh, is greatly appreciated. Now, here's the thing. The items must please be new or gently used, all right? The locations are as follows, right here. Uh, the Neighbor Project, located at 32 South Broadway here in downtown Aurora. It's right across the street. And then also Everlasting Word Church, 22 North Highland Avenue, New York and Highland on Aurora's west side. Or feel free to call the number at area code 331-300-3000. 
331-300-3566. That number again is 331-300-3566. Time is 8.15. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Now, we're going to take you somewhere exciting. We're going to take you to a place that some of you went to and maybe others did not get a chance to go to. In the time of doing Good Morning Aurora, we've seen some amazing things. We've told some amazing stories. One of the cool things that we got to witness was Cirque Italia. Cirque Italia is an Italian water show. Started in Italy, has made its rounds in Europe, and has come to Aurora many times and across the United States. We had the opportunity to attend an event at Cirque Italia to see the show to experience the sound, the excitement, and the beauty of fine art combined with electric music. So, this next clip is going to highlight what we saw when we went to Cirque Italia here in Aurora at Fox Valley. Or no, it wasn't Fox Valley. Where was that? Alex, you remember where that was? The Outlet Mall. That's right. Thank you, Alex. Check one. All right. Now, enjoy this clip of Cirque Italia, and we will see you back here momentarily.
That was a clip from Cirque Italia, uh, the Italian water show that um, has made the rounds uh, internationally, actually. Once again, started in Italy, has um, been all over Europe. Really interesting uh, dance routines. There's a part in the show as well where um, they got archers and they're shooting balloons off of people's heads. And that's the part where I was like, it's getting kind of cringe in there. But um, it was absolutely wonderful. The team did an amazing job. And the choreography and the artwork of the dancers and the people involved was uh, quite impressive. So um, if you get the chance to check out Cirque Italia, uh, they typically come here during the summer, um, the warmer months, obviously. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Tickets are also very affordable as well uh, for date night or the family. All right, so it's 8.22 a.m. We're going to do a little bit of news for you guys. Once again, it is first Friday today uh, here in the city of Aurora. There's a lot of stuff taking place downtown that you will see, that you will experience. Um, So please go out and make the rounds. Take some pictures, and you can tag us in your pictures, and we will be sure to share them. Tracy Duran, good morning to you. Daniel Calderon, good morning. Ruby Sue, good morning to you, dear friend. All of you great people out there. And Saul Olivas. Saul says, happy Friday. How will you enjoy your weekend? Well, funny you ask that, Saul. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I got ribs marinating. We're going to do the ribs maybe tomorrow morning. Not too sure. Uh, But we work this weekend, so it's going to be a hectic and a busy weekend for us. But I will have some fun. Um, I will go out to the uh, Models Katrina Runway Show, take some footage tonight. Um, But that'll be my weekend. How will you spend your weekend? Feel free to let us know in the chat, and we will shout that out. All right. So here is uh, another event that's taking place here in downtown Aurora tonight. For First Friday, our friends of the Cotton Seed Creative Exchange have a fantastic lineup, not only of food, but of great music as well. So, a Brown Hue, 7323, and DJ Gab are all going to be at Cotton Seed Creative Exchange this evening. DJ Gab is going to be playing some old school and new school R&B. A Brown Hue will offer charcuterie boards, drink flights, uh, and much more. And 7323 will be doing charcuterie demos to Chef the chef's way and pairings throughout the evening now mocktails and more food throughout the evening will be available you can also shop merchandise there in the store or online yvonne tony thompson who is the proprietor of cotton seed creative exchange is a dear friend shout out to yvonne she's also a navy veteran so veterans day will definitely be a day to celebrate her and all the great work that she has been doing as well once again tonight cotton seed creative exchange from 5 to 9 p.m all right Now, the city of Aurora has the film festival coming up this weekend as well. Today is day one, followed by tomorrow, which will be day two of different showings at different locations. Now, tickets are on sale. I think they're still on sale as well. Um, Tickets are $35 for all access, or you can get a la carte films uh, for just $12. Now, on that flyer, which we've shared on our social media page, the uh, QR code is embedded right there, as you can see, towards the bottom left. Scan that. Sign up, purchase tickets, and come on out and celebrate Aurora's first annual film festival. Uh, Great things happening. The locations are Robonzi Community College, Aurora Public Art, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, and the Paramount School of the Arts for Filming and Showing. Go there. Have fun. Enjoy Aurora. All right. Now, this event here is going to be taking place on Saturday, or excuse me, um, Sunday. Uh, this is a Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos event 
at La Quinta here in downtown Aurora. Um, it's going to be from 2 to 7 p.m. There will be models. There will be great food. And there will be entertainment as well. Little Leilani Asian Fusion, Tapville, Petty Mix, and the Aurora Regional Chamber of Com- or excuse me, the Aurora Hispanic Chamber of Commerce are all coming together to put this on. Uh, I understand there will be models. And it'll be a fashion show as well, introducing some food. Uh, once again, 2 to 7 p.m., Entry is free. Day of the Dead event on Sunday at La Quinta. Okay. Next up, our dear friends of, uh, well, not Portillo, Simply Destiny are having a Portillo's fundraiser for the organization. That's going to be on the 7th from 5 a.m. to 8, excuse me, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. I'm up at 5 a.m. Nobody else. It's going to be at the Portillo's located in Oswego on Route 34. Simply Destiny does a lot, so much here in the community to uh, keep at-risk youngsters squared away and safe through dance, through activity, and through community. You can also catch them at almost all of the parades, marching in unison and having a good time and representing themselves and the city of Aurora very well. Follow Simply Destiny on Facebook and on Instagram and stay tuned for all the great stuff they have. Once again, the Portillo's fundraiser is November 7th um, from 5 to 8 p.m. Okay, now next up is the Holiday Live United event presented by the Fox Valley United Way. They are friends of ours. J.D. Ostergaard gets the shout out. Uh, Great man. We interviewed him just last week. Now, you can sponsor a family or an individual, organize a blanket or a toy drive, or provide a gift card or donation. FoxValleyUnitedWay.org slash sponsorship opportunities is the website that you need to go to. Or contact our friend, J.D. Ostergaard, at 630-896-4636, extension 104. That number again, 630-896-4636, extension 104. Uh, the time is 8.27 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, we've got a great episode, an interview coming up for you guys. Um, our friend Erica Garcia of Suicide Prevention Services will be coming on at 8.30 to let us know about the organization, how we as individuals can help, what signs to look for when it comes to self-harm or suicide, and how we can change the narrative and end the stigma as well. So, before we get into that, we're going to go to a brief commercial right now with our friends of the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. Take it away. The Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. And really, anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years, we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted, and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service. 
And we are back. The time is 8.30 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And as promised, I told you all that we would have a great interview guest today. And she is here. Our guest today is Erica Garcia of Suicide Prevention Services. How are you feeling? Good. I'm all happy right. to be all here. All right. All right. Good to see you. Good yeah. to see you. Um, so we are we're going to talk suicide prevention services we'll talk all about the organization um but to start off with i just introduced you let us know a little bit who you are where you're from and your involvement with suicide prevention services and how it all started for you awesome for sure i am a resident of aurora i grew up here since i was four attended west aurora school district um, I actually was a school social worker in the district that I went to. So that was a really cool uh, full circle experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually how I learned about suicide prevention services. So SPS, um, the organization actually has contracts with several different school districts in the Fox River area, including okay. West Aurora East now, actually newly this school year and St. Charles, Geneva, Batavia. And will we work the most with West? So as a social worker, uh, it can be overwhelming, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Uh, in a middle school setting, there's only one school social worker. So when we had a student in crisis where either I couldn't respond or the psychologist who also does the mental health support couldn't respond, we would reach out to SPS. Okay. And they would come in, do an assessment for any individual, any student who... Um, We got kind of wind that they had these thoughts of self-harm or suicide, and they would come actually really quickly. So I loved calling SPS. Um, I got really close to the associate executive director, and they will then even do therapy in school. Um, never turn anyone away based mm-hmm. on insurance or inability to pay. Our founder actually has a story of how in the beginning she would do therapy for like pocket change. And that's literally like we, we are right. not, um, you know, we don't create barriers for those that can't. You right. know? And as you can imagine, mental health is super in high demand right now. And there's a long waiting list. So thankfully like that, that removing that barrier actually really, really helps. Right. Um, but yeah. um, when it comes to the, you mentioned about, uh, the, you know, the school circle, social workers, or, or the staff getting word that a child may be considering self-harm. Yeah. Uh, you know, without betraying confidences and things like that. Mm-hmm. How does how does that make its way to come onto your radar to understand that I would have, is, is that through other peers of the young person or is that just through... You know, how, how does that yeah. happen? Yeah, well, it can happen so many different ways from a teacher seeing scars okay. to um, seeing notebooks. We've had, honestly, some scary stuff of, like, kids just um, journaling or even prompts for assignments. So, like, any school electronic c- computer or tablet has a software that has um, kind of like a programming where so if a student types in anything, even on a Google Doc, mm-hmm that's like suicide related, self-harm weapons, they, it triggers a system. And sometimes it came through that. Like we got, they, they call them gaggle in, in West Aurora, right. gaggle alerts. So sometimes like that, sometimes peers, we have like uh, these student reports for anything really like bullying, um, thief, you, you know, like stealing mm-hmm. stuff, anything. Sometimes that was anonymous. Um, so parents sometimes called too like if they you know were hearing this stuff or just like um just kind of like signs of depression of like just isolating withdrawing stuff like that that would be kind of like a red flag that's amazing Mm -hmm. um so now were you when coming into this being a school social worker so you're in the environment but now you've left that environment now you're fully in suicide prevention services was it overwhelming no, uh, going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, actually, it was a lot of like a breath of fresh air, okay. honestly. Okay. Um, being in the school setting is just so busy all the time, you know. And so you kind of have your caseload for students that have special ed because right. that's really the school social worker's role, um, doing minutes or having kind of like the therapy sessions with students that are identified through special education. But you have also all the other students. So, for example, I was at a middle school and there was like 500, 600 students. I had a caseload around 30, 35. Right. And at any moment, a crisis could occur mm-hmm. from a student that I didn't even know. I hadn't even re- built that rapport with. 
and then it would just push everything aside and then I'm having to catch up so and then kids fall through the cracks unfortunately oh my god unfortunately yeah yeah it's it's very sad because sometimes when I did like do the follow-ups these kids had so scars so deep so long you know and it's just it's really sad unfortunately we we definitely need more more of that social emotional support in the schools um is from what you've seen is suicide in well we we know it's an issue but yeah. but but in your opinion how bad is it here in Kane County or within mm-hmm. the schools that you work with and again not not betraying confidences yeah. not saying that hey it's really bad at east or it's really bad at west but like just just generally yeah. um it so there is like statistics that show that it doesn't necessarily um it's kind of like it affects everyone everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you will hear statistics that say that in rural areas there are higher rates of suicide. And you can kind of think of that in to make sense of it that because there's not as much mental health support, right, right. it makes it difficult to get those services if you need them. However, I mean, Aurora specifically, right? Mm. Like our population, there's just so many kind of intersectional reasons as to why someone kind of falls in despair of like nothing else is working. And unfortunately, that doesn't always have a a direct link to mental health, if not like, you know, your economic state, Um, having a single family household or um, seeing like domestic violence or other kind of violence in the home, whether that's even gangs, right? Like um, having to deal with um, family members having substance use. It's, It's just so much that Oh, my God. I mean, Curtis, I did a presentation at East Aurora, um, and it was amazing. I did it in Spanish for parents. It was amazing. I had almost, like, over 50 parents that came. I was like, oh, my God, before good, I started. That's a good turnout. It was a good turnout. so great. Um, when was that presentation? Not to yeah, derail no, you, but no, when was that? Yeah, it was in the beginning of the year. It was in Oct- in the beginning of October. Okay. But it was, it was so fulfilling, and we've definitely um, gotten some referrals from East, and I know that – even in the downtown area, we have a lot of counseling services. However, it's a lot of, you know, wait lists. Mm-hmm. And we are a little farther. So that is, you know, not the best. It's right. in Batavia. So it can be a difficult. But um, I think being able to at least know of our services, like, will will warrant people to want to reach out. Um, so, I mean, to say, I think there's the issue in so many different places Every everywhere, however, right. in Aurora, I mean, and that's also like I was in the school. So when you are in the school, you just see everyone, right? Like right. everyone that lives in a certain area. So, I mean, even from just basic kind of mental health support, where you're teaching kids to understand their emotions and be able to express them in a mm-hmm. healthy way and learn like healthy versus unhealthy coping skills, right. right? Like it's it's very fundamental, but that's missing. So then. It's easier for someone to get into crisis when they don't have any coping skills, right? Like they're just like overwhelmed. They start to isolate, and unfortunately, self harm and suicide come come to mind as a possible, you know, solution or yeah. coping strategy. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I think it's it's been you know not being in the the education field, yeah. um, the social mer- excuse me, the social emotional learning aspect. That's been prevalent for the last five or ten years, right? It, mm-hmm. That's that's now becoming um, the 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 value and the benefit of that is now being seen by more places and more yeah. schools and more administrators, yeah. and I think that that's helping because it's one thing to take your work home with you, right, yeah. or to bring home to your work. You got things going crazy now. Your work, but if you're young. And those same things are happening. Your brother's going to jail or, you, you know, mom and dad are fighting. Taking that to school with you where you should be learning, that's more detrimental. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that, I, you know, when you see and hear those things, I'm glad that those steps are being made in the schools now to kind of to help these kids. Because nobody should be in sixth, seventh grade and thinking that this is the end or, yeah. or, or not being able to see uh, what could possibly come after that. Time is 839. Um Where's Suicide Prevention Services located? Yeah, so we are, technically it's Batavia Avenue, but it's Route 31, so like Lake Street, yeah. Route 31. Just keep going, yeah. come back. Yeah, pass a little <laughs> bit of Moose Heart, yeah. Route 31. Yeah, we're in a, a really old building. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you walk in and you can sense how old. There's a story, actually, which is really fun. I always like say um, that <laughs> there's like a rumor that Abraham Lincoln's wife actually stayed because there was a... Mary Todd? In, yeah, Mary Todd Lincoln, yeah. Um, because there was like an underground railroad location down the street. So that's like my fun fact of the building. It might be a little, a little, little old, but, yeah. you know, it has a lot of history. Yeah, there's a nice word that we can use for old vintage. Vintage. Right? vintage. I love that. There you go. Um, so the website is www.spsamerica.org for anyone interested. Suicide Prevention Services for, of America here for life. Um, now, there was a I I did some research. Right. And when you mentioned suicide prevention services, you all want to come and talk about SPS. I interviewed a young man named Daniel Perez way back there was an office here in aurora i think they had was there ever an sps office in aurora hmm. in the aurora business center that was across from treadwell you know what i don't know doesn't sound familiar no okay yeah. um it could have been now he gave me like one of the foamy balls so i gotta read it but i know that suicide ah. and prevention was in the name so i okay. could be um could be wrong but i just wanted to know if that hmm. connection was there Hmm, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know. No, no know. we've been good. around for a while. I know. Um, '98 we were founded, uh, but yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. So in your day to day, now that you are with the organization, how is your? How do you liaison with the schools? You still maintain the same uh, access and the same workability in the schools that you're used to? Um, yes. So it. I mean, different districts have, so we have co different contracts per district. For okay. example, West Aurora, which I wish more of the, the schools that we have contracts with would work with us as much because we actually do all seventh grade and all ninth grade in okay. their health classes. We do a suicide prevention education, um, just, you know, presentation. And uh, now this year, actually, we started working with the fifth graders. Okay. And that came from a need, right? There was self-harm and there was just a lot of uh, cases where social workers are kind of overwhelmed and it, it's, it's affecting the young, younger and younger kids. Um, so that's like amazing. So we have those presentations and then the social workers call us as needed, sometimes just on the phone for a consultation. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, so yes, we, we're not a big staff. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but we, yeah, no, we still do work with them. Thankfully, we were able to renew our contracts this this year because it kind of goes, you know, fiscal right. year to fiscal year. We we are like a budget item on some districts and some districts we're not. So it just mm. kind of depends on their funding, too, and their ability to kind of. Right. Um, has there been reluctance when, when it comes to establishing a contract? Has there, have, 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 have there, you know, sadly, have there been people like, oh, we don't think we need that? Is, is, has there been um, reluctance within the schools? Since so, I started in July, and actually this year we got a contract with East Aurora, so that was great. So no, yeah, no, and <laughs> I'm working as a so this position that I'm in actually is new. So I was able to kind of work, um, kind of create a little bit more of the role. So I've been trying to reach out to other like uh, districts, okay, specifically those kind of like outplacement or those kind of unique districts, not necessarily like larger ones like right. West or Batavia or something like that. So, yeah, no, uh, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> not that I've known. So for our parents and as yeah. parents, what are some of the warning signs that you would encourage <clears throat> folks to look for uh, with their kids? Yeah. So, um, well, we talk about like three things to kind of think about. We talk okay. about the things that you you notice, you see, right? Like if they are kind of acting out of character whether it's like withdrawing that's a big one right like okay. maybe they come home from school and they typically kind of hung out in the living room where everyone was and shared and talked openly um they go to the room they kind of start being more quiet being more shut down wearing you know maybe clothes to cover up like long sleeves or just their hoods mm -hmm. um so the things that you can see the things you hear, right? Like the things you hear from maybe the school, maybe the kid, your kid is um, failing all of a sudden, right? Like they're not turning in their homework. That's just unusual, right? right. Um, grades are kind of being, uh, you know, going down or they're, you know, being late all the time or starting arguments with people or talking back to, you know, um, 
to teachers, kind of the things you hear, whether that's even from the school or neighbors or friends. Right. Um, and then the third thing is like the things you know that are affecting your kid, right? Where it, it could be, um, you know, parental issues. I mean, divorce is, is always hard on children. Um, children, it's known to sometimes they internalize these, these things mm -hmm. that happen. Um, if there is any kind of like abuse, whether that's they witnessed abuse or they were a victim of abuse. Right. Um, so we kind of focus on those three things, but we, we also kind of try to destigmatize saying the word suicide. Some, some people might think that if you're asking the question, you're kind of planting that seed or that idea in someone's mind. I've heard mind. that before, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I get it, right? Like it makes kind of, like to me, I, I understand why people kind of are reluctant. However, we know that they, probably already thinking of it right, right so yeah. when when you're able to kind of say the word it kind of like disarms them and saying like okay you know it's not this huge thing like they kind of already know so i can feel more trusting in mm -hmm. them to be able to openly talk about this but um being you know 100 percent kind of honest with them if you are worried like hey i've noticed these things yeah um and then therapy uh therapy does not solve you know e economic instability does however not having someone um that you can that that's their job to listen to you right sometimes it's like oh i don't want to um, make my mom feel bad and tell right. her how bad how bad i'm feeling when everything is affecting her but really just having a professional talk to them whether that's at school too right like if you like i said of, of when i was in the school um they called me and said hey my kid da, 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 and mm -hmm. then i would check in right I, I i loved working with kids i love students i love i was in a middle school and i remember yeah. people were like oh my god like Bless your soul. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. know why that's a big deal. All, yeah, I got They're mean. Lunch, they yeah. can be mean, but they, I, it was awesome. Yeah, I, um, th there's a benefit to therapy. I yeah. mean, you know, and, <clears throat> and for the people who, who think it's corny, right? Um, it doesn't even, my refuge when I was in school um, was a couple of gym teachers. You know what I'm saying? I used to just hang out with them if yeah. I was uh feeling sullen or rather withdrawn i would just go yeah. hang out with them um because yeah. I, I felt comfortable so where a person feels where a person feels comfortable um is based on them but having that space for them to do that or to talk to somebody is very important yeah. um time is eight forty-seven. i got a question here um luz elena brambrillo good good morning and joe jackson from the hesed house good morning to you as well sir aisha saxon good morning to you we're here with our dear friend erica garcia of suicide prevention services uh, next question. <laughs> I feel like I should have brought my notes. <laughs> <laughs> what you got there? What is that, by the way? What it's an invite. So when we talk oh, about oh, it later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, in your opinion, what role does social media have in what we're talking about? Oh my gosh! How much okay. time do you have? No, <laughs> like twelve more minutes. <laughs> um, but that could be a—that's that, a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I know. Actually, there's studies that have shown social media to have like a negative correlation with an individual self-image, mm -hmm. and it, it's really difficult. Not only with like the the stuff you're consuming, it it, it does hurt your self-esteem, right? When you're constantly being bombarded with photoshopped images right not even like real images you have either photoshopped or people who can't afford the plastic Mad surgery filters, right? yeah. all that. oh my yes. gosh yeah. so it is super difficult i mean there is a there's a acronym to um kms do you know what that is kill myself yeah 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 oh yeah that, that yeah. Yeah. yeah so like even for i know i mentioned earlier we had those like that software on the computer mm -hmm. that picked up, but that would pick it up too, right? But um, so a very, very significant role. Um, but so we have like the self-esteem, right? That which really, really, um, really makes it difficult for someone to kind of feel like they're um, able to take uh, control of their emotions, be able right. to um, kind of have that um, perseverance to try and get better because of all the bombarded images. Then you have that like, almost making suicide a joke right part of it where it's like mocking there's tiktok challenges there's stuff like yeah. that and the whole comes of the memes <clears throat> kms omg i i want to die yeah. all that yeah yeah. yeah yeah for sure and then and then you have just like the social media like bullying the cyberbullying, which is oh my god <laughs> there's been a lot of studies um boy it comes to mind there was a 60 minutes episode too uh and and that's why i asked about this because um, I think Instagram was 
notorious and had to be fined um, because they knew that young people were har- were harming themselves by it. You know, mm. unfortunately, comparing themselves to what they see, not being able to live up to that. Yeah. And literally the next thing you scroll to is something that makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the algorithm. And young ladies were, were susceptible very much so to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder, though, and we'll kind of quarterback this thing. I wonder... Does that mean or should it mean that we should limit the cell phones in schools or get rid of them or not allow them? But we're all, we are in a technological age and that's helping. I mean, as a person who's been on both sides, what do you what do you think about that? Like, what's yeah. the biggest dent that we can make in that with social media? Um, personal opinion, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think we need more education on it. I think okay. we should definitely talk about like being cyber smart. If yes. That's a thing. Um, really talking about it because I think a lot of it is an, an assumption that the parents are going to take care of it. Right. Where we have known, even with the social emotional stuff, right? If parents don't know, how are they going to teach their kids? Exactly. We have parents that are just, um, I don't want to say illiterate in, in a negative sense, but they just don't, like technology just moved way too right. fast. They right? don't even have a Facebook. They, right. Yeah. They yep. don't know how to like have the child screen locks. Right. However, we can teach that. Right. Like, yes, it would require more in the schools, but I don't necessarily need, feel like it should fall like a, a direct like fiscal responsibility on the schools. Right. Because it, it affects the community. Right. I feel you. That's so right. partnerships. Um, but definitely. I mean, and, and they are some programming or, or um, like resources, lessons exist already it's just a matter of like implementing it i don't i mean health class That's, maybe but I, I do feel like it, it when we say health class it's like one quarter a year right like that's yeah. kind of like the mental Yo, health took, stuff you, too you took me back with health class you know like marijuana yeah, cigarette I, class like, or, I like, <laughs> <laughs> say no to drugs yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's not the solve all Jimmy's right drinking wine like, oh god um but i mean similarly to like vaping vaping was like a huge issue right and it there was, was like campaigns and stuff, but I, I I do think that it takes more of that explicit teaching of like, hey, these images okay. that you are consuming aren't real, and and right. let's let's dig into why. Um, what can you do if you are being a victim of the cyberbullying? Right, the blocking. Like some people, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's taking me back some PTSD <laughs> of like all the cyber <laughs> drama in school, but. <laughs> It, it's it's a lot of like, well, I don't want to block them because what if they say things about me and then I don't know? And it's like, you know, it, it's like, wow, how deep for seventh grade. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like, no like, life is going to get deeper than that. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> it, but it, a lot of times you're like, oh, just ignore it. And that only works so much. Right. Like it really does take a toll and we can't just say i mean it's it's about experience right it's not like okay maybe it doesn't affect me but that's that's not the same for that person especially right. the child true right they might look like an adult but mm, just talk to them for like five minutes and you'll recognize true. their you know their age yeah um it does you know because i've i've kind of felt for a long time now that like since the issue is people and their self-esteem and having that be damaged by what they see that like we just talked about is not true or you know because social media people are only putting their very best on social media so i've always felt like like if we could let young people know that even what they think is their worst is still the best you know what i'm saying like 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 letting them know like that's not like you at what you think is your worst is still 10 toes top of the shelf um because i just like the i like the the um the ease of access that technology and all that gives you but i've always felt like it should be kept out of schools but that's you know for another story that's you know my words not suicide prevention services words but like i don't like the fact that people would have their self-esteem ruined by something like that and then carry that with them every single day in a place like school where when you're that young there's so much coming at you that you really need to be focused on what is going to matter to, you know, yeah. help you navigate, you know? Yeah, for sure. There's always something to learn from your worst experience, yeah. right? Um, it's just hard because 
technology is all around us and being smart with it, I think is important. I think being able to Google something really quickly, like True. think about all the encyclopedias people used to have, right? Like it's now at your fingertips, yeah. anything. So I think it, it it sounds easier to ignore it because maybe we, we didn't grow up with it, That's but I, I, I don't. I don't know if it's as realistic as we can like imagine as adults because these kids like it's actually really cool to see how much they know about a random subject yeah that you're like really impressed so i don't i i don't know the solution but i know it, it's going to take some trial and error mm -hmm. and i think we need to be a little bit more explicit in my personal opinion um times 855 how can we help you how can the community help suicide prevention services and um what you're trying to do and aid your efforts yeah, so I would, so as a parent, I think advocating for those mental health services in your school, yes. and maybe SPS will is a, already a service provider for a lot of schools, so in, in a way it could directly help us, but it also just help your community, right? Like, it doesn't have to be us. I know Family Counseling Services actually works with, from here in Aurora, works with West Aurora too, and they're doing amazing oh, yeah. work. They're doing a restorative justice program that I saw in action with amazing um but sps we do have a fundraiser um uh, oh, coming snap. up um, <laughs> should we talk Call about that now <laughs> but i know i mean we have events um we really want to focus on the preventative side i know i didn't really talk about our services but we do focus on like the prevention intervention and then the postvention with like okay. support groups but the prevention is like where it's at so uh, my role too is connecting and, and starting those presentations i told you i, I did one in spanish which was like a little nerve-wracking because I, I definitely <laughs> had to practice my Spanish. Um, I will say I'm very bilingual now, like very, not just like, oh, I speak it. Like well, I'm, I'm sure very it was way better than mine would have been. <laughs> but but um, if there is a, a church, a youth group, an after-school club, anything that you feel like you, that group, would benefit from this education okay. i like reaching out to us like we will do if if you can't afford it free of charge like okay. we we do not charge right that, that's never going to be a barrier with us so really focusing on how we can prevent this so if there is a community you think that would benefit from this um reaching out that i i mean attending our events but really just kind of we want people to know we want the information to be out okay and the next event Yes, so yeah. we have our annual fundraiser that is actually at the Aurora um, Country Club here. Um, our founder is actually from the East Side, so shout out to the East Side because she's an East Side alumni. She's a Tomcat. Um, and who's so, the founder? Real quick? Uh, Stephanie Weber. Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> she's still, she's our executive director still. Um, and she, so Aurora is really close to home for a lot of us. All and right. so it's here. It is on November 19th, November 19th. Um, we welcome um, everyone and anyone but also if you can't attend you know <laughs> of course we are a nonprofit, yes. so money <laughs> if you can't is, attend you can donate you can, you can donate. and a reminder of we do not turn anyone away for therapy um, so that money will definitely be um, going to a good cause and I mean that like sincerely it, it's 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 really nice being here. I feel more like a, a home at SPS. Good. So that's, that's awesome. No, yeah. that's a that's a that's a really good thing. Um, once when you love your work, it ain't work. Yeah. I think your SPS is probably my neighbor project. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. It ain't no job. Believe me. You know no, we're 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 no. we're living that. Lucky you to know? get paid for it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the last thing I want to mention is, uh, so you are a part of Compañeros en Salud as well. Mm, All right. Yeah. Uh, I think God, more people should. We know should... each other for so many different <laughs> ways. So um, shout out to Representative Barbara Hernandez because shout that's out, where we met. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. So there is. <laughs> Both I was, yeah, I was, I was going to hit that history at the end. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, but real quick, let's tell people because I, I do want to get the word out about Compañeros more. Compañeros has helped me because my job is Outreach Neighbor Project, right? Yeah. I must be able to represent the same information in Spanish for Latino population, and Compañeros helps do that. So yeah. talk about Compañeros <clears throat> real quick. Give them a shout-out, please. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, so I 
disclaimer, I did just start in mm-hmm. July, so mm-hmm. I've only attended a couple of monthly uh, meetings with compañeros in Salud. But it is, we meet once a month, and it is kind of like a coalition for different nonprofits. And we really focus on how we can improve and remove barriers for access to, to services for our Latino population. Um, I know hopefully we can grow that, but Compañeros en Salud, as you can imagine, like Aurora has a really large population of Latinx mm-hmm. or any kind of Spanish-speaking um, nationality. So this is something that I think is amazing. I love attending. I love I, I, I love attending my community meetings. Yeah, but this one me this too. one hits different. I don't know. I, I do like we I've learned even of um King County Health Department, these um, Kofi um, parents that yes, are yes, community amazing family issues. Kofi, yep, amazing. Zora Zapata gets the shout out. Yes, yeah. shout out to Kofi. But I mean, even that, like the connections we're building. I met someone from Nami, um, Kendall, and. DuPage, oh, okay, oh, yeah, Southern Kane, Nami, Nami KDK. Yes, yes KDK. Yep, there yep. you go. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, But we're starting a collaboration, and hopefully we will have that coming up with um, how to safety plan. So understanding what a safety plan is, what a parent needs to know, and kind of how to read it and how to address those those items in a safety plan for someone who has had a history of self-harm or even hospitalization. A safety plan is something like discharge paperwork. So we're working with NAMI, and that that came together because of Compañeros en Salud. Um, Kofi hopefully will will attend our, our educational series. So this is just a great spot for those kind of collaborations. Um, well, yeah. we've done some good things with NAMI. Um, we've got some friends with NAMI. We had some great interviews with them, too, in English and Spanish. So if, if Good Morning Aurora can help facilitate a NAMI, Kofi discussion about that. Sounds amazing. we got mad space and opportunity. <laughs> we, we can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be cool. The time is 9.01. So we went over a little bit, but that's okay. I got something to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all a little story real quick. Daniel Calderon, enjoy the rest of your day and weekend. Love, peace, and happiness. You too, big dog. You as well. Okay, here's the thing. So, a long time ago, before COVID, uh, right? It was like forever Damn, ago. Damn, right? it was forever Pre-COVID. ago. Um, a long time ago before COVID, I was an intern in the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez, and so was Erica. And um, it was interesting for me for two main reasons. The very first one is that prior to that, I had never interned, and I didn't even know, I knew what the word meant, but I had never interned, and quite frankly, how I grew up, there was never any intern opportunity. That opportunity just wasn't there. Um, that's number one. The second thing was that office and working with Barb and in her office was amazing because I saw, and for those who don't know where the office was because she moved now, 14 North May Street, which is right on Galena and May Street. It was a small, tiny in the basement. In the basement, <laughs> down the hall, round the corner, spiders on the floor, <laughs> not in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, a Keurig, ramen noodles, I was just and granola bars. <laughs> and yeah, I was mommy. amazed because so much powerful work was being done out of that little office. Out of that little office, laws are being changed, things were being moved, and it was impressive. And the, other, the last thing about it, those are the two. But the other cool thing about it was that, like, Erica was in there. Lily, there was people in there. Shout out to Lily Rocha. Shout out to Lily Rocha, <laughs> who hired me. That's why I said my, my email. Me too. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, two things about this, though. Everybody in there was dedicated. Sick dedication. Like, like it was mad motivating in that office. Every single day was motivating in that office. Like no, there was it wasn't no slouching, Mm-mm. there wasn't no slacking. Yeah. Everybody in there wanted to be in there and wanted to do things. That was very impressive. It was yeah. it was just the culture was nice. It was just really really fierce. Um, and just to kind yeah. of highlight yep. how much work we were doing when COVID hit. Oh my god! Oh my god! So we did casework and we liaisoned with the uh, Illinois Department of Unemployment. Oh my gosh! IDS. Yeah. IDS. Yep. Yep. Still good with security. the acronyms, though. You <laughs> I, <laughs> right outside. But people from like Southern Illinois were like, "Hey, yep. someone." referred me to your office because you guys actually help like yes. people from all over illinois because we were we were doing we were the actually work. doing we were the actually work working. we were putting in work um and the, the last thing is then we'll end 
everybody in that office went on to bigger and greater things. Everybody went on. Shout out Young Invincibles, mm-hmm. right? Illinois Second Prison Art City Project. Project. We here, Neighbor Project, right? Erica. Suicide Prevention Social Services. Yeah. Everybody who ever worked in that office went on to achieve Olympian things. And not done yet. And not done yet. Absolutely. Um, yo, this is a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> this was the, uh, oh, I love you, Curtis. I'm glad you came yeah, on. To, I'm, I'm uh, glad. Yeah. It, 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 it feels really good. Um, so we're going to put the link and everything that we talked about in the end of this description today. Um, but for all of you great folks, if you have any questions, Suicide Prevention Services um, located in Batavia is here to help you. You will see more of their information showcased on Good Morning Aurora all the time. So get ready to see it. And we look forward to having more great discussions about prevention, perhaps with NAMI KDK and SPS in the very near future. Have a blessed, positive, uplifting, and great day. Oh, the show ends on a positive note. That's right. What's the message today for these great people? I got to remember. Oh. I, don't, I don't end the show. Oh the my guest goodness. ends the show. The guest, the guest ends, ends the, the show. show. Um, speak it into existence. That's my that's my um, go-to phrase. If you want something, say it. Say it to five people um, around you and set a goal. A goal that you can think back and reflect in a month and say, yep, I made it. Speak into existence. Speak it into Manifest that. That's right. Take care of yourself and each other. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.